0: All right, now pleased to be joined by Indiana Head Coach Mike Woodson. And uh, Mike, first of all, congrats on coaching your alma mater. I know this is uh, something at this stage of your career that you probably didn't envision happening. Am I wrong? No, you, 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 you're
1: you totally right. Um, you know, I didn't think that I would ever circle back uh, to coach, you know, my alma mater. Uh, it was always in the back of my mind. But my focus was always, you know, at the NBA level, because that's basically where I spent, you know, all my life, over half my life, really.
0: Yeah, 10 years, 10 plus years as a player, 25 plus years as a, as a coach. Now you come into college at a time when most NBA guys would be scared you know what to come into college, right? With the one-time transfer rule, with name image likeness, most guys are trying to go the other way. They're trying to get out of college and go into the NBA. You're now coming into college. What's it been like so far? It's been
1: great. And, you know, the scare part never entered my mind, though. Uh, when you when you talk about NBA guys coming, especially what's what's going on now with the NIL and and, you know, with the portal and guys have an opportunity to jump from team to team. Um, you know, I I just look at I look at coaching differently and. and I, to me, coaching is coaching and I don't care what level you coach at is to me is getting players to buy into your system and what you believe uh, that can help you win. Um, and, you know, college coaches can probably say the same thing. They come to our league and they're scared because they're dealing with players now that are making all this money. And, you know, they just don't know how they would react to it you know, the things that they say and, and, and how they want to coach. So, I mean, it goes both ways, but I'm telling you, man, it's been a nice, uh, it's been a nice move for me, I think in terms of, and it's been a smooth move because I've been able to put a staff together that's had college experience, uh, and help that has helped me navigate, you know, the portal. Uh, the NIL, I think everybody's still trying to figure that part of it out. But the recruiting process, you know, in terms of going out on the road. And, and for me, that's been fun because it's given me an opportunity to sit down with various families and, and and different players and and me trying to pick them and they, you know, the families and the players picking me in terms of what our program is about it's, it's been kind of interesting in that regard,
0: I think. Yeah, I, listen, I won't lie to you. Um, I, I'm always skeptical of NBA guys coming to college, especially guys that had no experience in college, whether it's you, Penny, Juwan Howard, whoever it's been. The track record hasn't been great over the right. years. But I do think putting together a staff like you did, keeping Kenya, bringing in Fife, who knows, obviously knows Indiana well, and, and Yasir has given you a great uh, leg up right? With recruiting. Cause you know, if you brought in three guys that didn't know the landscape of college and recruiting, it'd be really tough for you. No, oh,
1: I agree with that. I think that's helped me tremendously. Um, um, my thing is, is being able to, you know, go out once they set the table, you know, I got to go out and close the deal. Yeah. And, you know, we've been able to get some pretty good players to cook, to commit to our program which is kind of nice uh but again that part of it you know i mean i wasn't dumbfounded to recruiting because we do it at the nba level um and so i felt good in that regard you know because you still got to go out and do your due diligence when you're drafting players and making sure that you're bringing in the right guy for you know your pro team so uh but there's no doubt the people that we've uh assembled here the coaches and you know the front office people that have been in college has really played a major role in helping me be able to navigate through some of this
0: yeah just don't let thad sleep too late all right make sure he gets up and gets over there early for you and, and helps out all right don't you No, know, i know thad likes to spend some time on the beach down in florida so make sure he's, no, he's in been, Bloomington.
1: that's been great he's been in every meeting and you know, he's been, he's been fantastic. So yeah, no problems there. Yeah, it was a great hire too.
0: I mean, you did, you hired a great staff. And, and, and I think that uh, to me uh, gives you a great chance to succeed. Now succeeding um, is that getting Indiana basketball back. Obviously that's what you want. That's what every fan wants. Um, they're hungry for it. It's been kind of up and down over really uh, the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 years. But, um, yeah. How good is this team going to be, Mike? Can you tell yet? Because obviously you're watching tape, whatnot, but until you get out there and coach against Big Ten players and coaches, you don't really know how good a team you have yet, do you? You don't. You know, I, I never go in predicting a season
1: and and how many games we're going to win and lose. I don't think any coach. You, you'd be stupid to do that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we got to – play the games. Um, And my whole deal with this team is we're going to take it one game at a time, one practice at a time and try to build that way. Um, You know, I've had the opportunity to coach a young team when I went to Atlanta and I just come fresh off of winning the NBA title. And that's all I knew, man. I was so excited about getting that Hulk job. And I'm, I'm drilling in these guys. Hey man, we got to make the playoffs this year. I mean, I got the youngest team in the history of the game, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm drilling them. Like we got to make the playoffs. You know, that's, and I wasn't being realistic, you know, because I was just excited about what I just experienced from a championship level. And we had to grow that team. And so I've, I've learned a lot from that situation. You know, I mean, I like the makeup of our ball club. I like the portal guys that we, we brought in. Um, uh, getting Tamar Bates was a, a nice pickup for us from Kansas City. Um, so, I mean, we, we're excited about the pieces. But, again, it's my job as the head coach, along with my staff, to put it together and groom it, nurse it, and make it work and get these guys
0: playing at a high level. I mean the good thing is you got one of the best bigs in the country. You know in terms of trace has been super productive should be in the equation for preseason all american teams. So I I don't think anybody worries about that part. It's more the guards that I think everybody has uh, been concerned about the health of the guards and the production of the guards over the last few years. Uh, how do you see that kind of right now playing itself out? And I know it's early.
1: Yeah, and it is early. Uh, you know the, the the additions of, you know, Tamar Bates, who who's a freshman, and I I get it, you know he's he's got a long way to go, but bringing Xavier over from Pitt, um, I think will help us. Rob, who's a senior fantasy, you know everybody's been kind of down on him, and I kind of like his makeup, uh, his body style, and the things that he's he's starting to do for us now that I'm the coach. Uh, Um, he's improved a little bit. Christian is coming along. Lander is coming along extremely well too. So I feel pretty good about our point guard play. Um, You know, one thing we was trying to address was shooting and getting Miller, you know, was uh, from Northwestern was a huge pickup. Uh, And I just Parker, you know, Stewart, who hadn't played much here, uh, this is will, will really be a a first step for him in terms of getting back out on the floor and i expect him to help us make shots so um yeah trace is the centerpiece but you know we've added pieces around them that you know i'm looking at geronimo and galloway and anthony you know all these guys you know everybody's got to pitch in and do their part you know i don't want this to be a one-man show, I've always coached where, you know, I like to play nine to ten guys and, and make guys feel good about, you know, playing. You know what I mean? Yep. And, you know, I think guys are working their butts off. They're doing everything we've asked them to do. And, you know, prior to us making the trip to the Bahamas, yep. you know, I was really curious about that um, when we made that trip. And they got over there and they performed and did some things that that we taught them over the two months that made me pretty happy from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, you, you're
0: already two and zero. Oh, your record. Yeah, We're gonna give you two that wins. That doesn't count though. But it, it was a, it was a step in the right direction though. What um what have you challenged Trace with for this year? What to take the next step for him? Um, what have you kind of challenged him with? I think the
1: big challenge for him is 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 being more of a leader. Yeah. You know, he's gotta lead, man. I mean, you don't average damn near 20 and nine rebounds and and say that's it. You know, you gotta you gotta get guys around you to play at a high level like that too. And then the things that you're struggling with, which was one of the things I I sat with him before he made the decision to stay it was, you know, I, I sat and and watched film with he, he and his parents and told him the things that he couldn't do. You know, I didn't care about the things he could do. And, you know, I came at him at a different way that probably it surprised him because, you know, he was probably gloating on all the all the things he thought he could do. And I'm like, hell, if you you learn to do these things that you can't do, just think how incredible your game will be individually, but you can't win by yourself. So my my challenge to him is to continue to play at a high level, but he's got to get his teammates to play at a high level too to help.
0: Last question. What's the key to this team this year? I mean, not to necessarily, you know, get to a sweet 16 or even get to an NCAA tournament, for, but for you to maximize what they can do, what's the key?
1: Well, again, it's, it, you know, it's, it's really hard to answer that. My, my thing is, you know, we're going to continue to take it a, a practice at a time and a game at a time. But, again, I'm not, I'm not back here as the head coach to sell these guys on just making the tournament. Man, we got to win Big Ten titles. You know, every day we break that huddle, I tell them to look up in the rafters and look at the big 10 banners, you know, look at the national title banners, you know, I mean, that's what you go to college for. I mean, hell, that's why I came to Indiana to to try to win a national title, big 10 title, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm not selling them anything, anything less than that, you know, and if if it means us winning a big 10 title this year, so be it, you know, but that's what I'm pushing these guys to do. I'm not pushing them for anything else. So, you know, every day that they come to practice, they know that where Coach Woods's heart is and 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 where I am from a coach's standpoint that I'm going to do everything possible to get this team back on top, period.
0: Well, listen, I, I appreciate you taking a few with us. Uh, congrats on being back at your alma mater. I hope some of your old spots are still in Bloomington for lunch. Yeah, and, they're still there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon out there, all right? All right, thanks for having me, man. See you down the road. Take care. Thanks,
2: Mike. Before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up for Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their rush pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, it's more secure, and it's more reliable. Now that basketball season is tipping off, get in on the action at betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And while I got you here, let's talk about the Field of 68 Media Network, where college basketball matters most all year round. This is a digital media and podcast network that we've been building over the course of the last year. We have shows hosted by some of your favorite players, covering the program that they love the most. A.J. Guyton hosts the House of Hoosier. Eric Devendorf covers Syracuse on the scorer's table. Dan Dickow hosts the Gonzaga Bulldog broadcast. We have Florida's Patrick Young and Duke's Andre Dawkins and North Carolina's Shimon Williams and Michigan's Sue Douglas and Illinois' Deion Thomas. The list goes on and on and on. We have more than 30 shows right now. So hit the links below and check them all out. And while you're at it, Make sure that you go check out the Field of 12 Media Network, your home for college football. All right, that was Indiana head coach Mike Woodson. And now
0: uh, for a deeper dive, even deeper dive into the Indiana Hoosiers. We bring on two guys that know this program, know this team about as well as anybody. Uh, We start with Indy Star uh, reporter Zach Osterman and uh, my buddy Austin Render, who works for the Field of 68. Uh, produces A.J. Guyton's podcast, went to Indiana. So I think I get the right two guys here um, to try to tell me why I am wrong uh, about being worried about the hire of Mike Woodson. I love Mike Woodson, okay? We heard him just there. He's a terrific human being. Uh, he hired a really good staff, but he is still in his 60s and admittedly has never coached in college. So, Zach, tell me why I'm wrong.
3: I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, I know you're wrong. I, after spending probably about 18 months telling anybody who asked, I thought Archie Miller was going to be a hit at Indiana. I I think I'm checking out of the guaranteeing what coaches will or won't be a business uh, permanently. I, I mean, I, I, I have been surprised at, at, you know, I think, number one, how quickly his players have taken to him. I think they really, really enjoy enjoy his his directness. He's honest with them obviously there's the NBA element of it that he can talk in a very sort of first person account way of this is what you need to do to get to this level. Here's how I've done it before. Here's my track record with all these guys. But I think they also just do appreciate, you know, kind of his, his honesty with them. And, and, you know, like when, when Trace Jackson Davis said I was one foot out the door and he got me back in and we asked what he said, he just basically said like my left hand stinks and I can't shoot a jumper and the NBA is not gonna not gonna have a lot of use for me if I or my right hand, not his left hand. Obviously, his left hand is very good, but you get my point. It, it, I think they appreciate his directness, um, and, and at the same time, I think he also. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm inspired by the Braves clinching their record 21st uh, division title last night. I am wearing my ATL versus All Y'all T-shirt right now. I saw Mike Woodson coach the Hawks. It takes something quite frankly to get the Hawks to be competent, or at least it did then they've been better since, but really, you know, he was the first coach in about 10 years that got them that, that that got them kind of back to being respectable, being solid. He did the same thing over a shorter period of time with the Knicks. So it's not like he's a bad coach, I guess. is kind of my point. Um, He's got a good resume. Would he be a candidate for a job other than Indiana? Maybe not. And like i said i I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna promise anybody that oh this is gonna work this is great whatever um but i will say his players have really taken to it um recruits have really taken to it and i think that in in modern college sports and certainly college basketball the relationships you can build and your ability to build productive sort of conducive um, you know two-way relationships with players is just is just paramount and If he can continue to kind of assemble talent, whether it's recruiting, the portal, you know, convincing guys to stay, um, then that's going to give him a really, really solid platform, as you talk about, with a good staff, to, you know, possibly kind of get Indiana basketball playing a a fresher brand of basketball, frankly. Because I think there is this impression, and I understand why it's there, clearly, that Indiana is leaning into its past here. I mean, Indiana wants Mike Woodson to basically build this team and build this program into one that recruits believe will develop them for the NBA. You look around the NBA, there are not a lot of IU grads compared to your Kentuckys, your Dukes, your North Carolinas. And Indiana as a program, as an athletic department, whatever, I think even increasingly as a fan base understands that's not a good formula in, in modern college basketball. You, you got to have that talent that allows you the ability to, you know, to, to build an advanced offense and advanced defense win games. And I think that that's what Indiana really wants Michael Woodson to do. I think that's why they bring a young energetic staff in around him. I think that's why they bring Fad Mata in to kind of help with some things. They also let him bring a couple guys in from the NBA. Um, I just think, you know, they that's what they want. We'll see if it's delivered. But I think certainly early returns have been been roundly positive. So Austin,
0: being an an IU grad here, they strike out on Brad Stevens. Um, They swing at Chris Holtman. I know nobody wants to hear that, but they swung at Chris Holtman and and did not land him. Uh, And they end up going back to their roots, right back to Mike Woodson. And um, what was your thought? Like what, you know, was this something that, again, it's just kind of all right it's something different let's go back and try to find our glory years or or is this the right
4: guy or or do we just not know and it's worth trying it well first off I think the more times you bring up Brad Stevens and Chris Holtman the more Indiana fans are going to hate you all right let's um, strike it let's strike it uh, I, you just, I need got, you just gotta hop on those names are gone Mike Woodson is the guy Um, I would say just from my interactions with uh, AJ and the guests that he has had on his pod here in the last couple of months, not only are the players and the recruits bought in, I'd say the former players are really bought in. And I think that's important. Not that that's going to help you get a ton of wins and extra wins on the schedule, but I think it's important that this is almost connecting the older generation, the Bob Knight players, with the current generation. And, and just from my conversations with AJ, it really felt like there was a divide there between the Kelvin Sampson, the Crean, the Archie guys versus the Knight guys. And I mean, I think it says something that Isaiah Thomas is, was the speaker at Hoosier Hysteria. I think that kind of stuff speaks, really, it speaks volumes to the impact that Mike Woodson will have And yes, it's way too early to decide if this is a good hire or not, because like Zach said, Archie seemed like the right hire at the time. I think all three of us would say we agreed with it when it happened, and it just didn't work out. And and he's going to have his opportunities and do great in other places. It just didn't work here. So to jump to conclusions right now is a little too early, but I think the early signs at least show everyone from the players, the recruits, the former players and the fans are bought in. And I think that was something that Scott Dolson really wanted.
0: So this team now, I think absolutely should be a tournament team. I mean, I thought last year's team should have been a tournament team too until the end there. Uh, but again, they're veterans. You've got one of the best big men in the country and, and, and Trace coming back. You know, point guard play is going to be very important. Obviously, the health of Rob Fennessy and um, they got some good transfers. So Zach, what, what's realistic here? I mean, is it, is it if you don't get to the tournament, is that a disappointment or does Woody get kind of a free year this year?
3: Well, I mean, I, I think he certainly, he's going to get time. I mean, Mike Woodson is going to get time at Indiana. Like that's just one of those things that's going to be whatever you want to talk about the past or the present or the future, a former IU guy in the job is going to get more leeway. Um, I agree this should be a tournament team. I got to see them in the Bahamas for two games. They didn't set the world on fire, but they were impressive. They were better than I thought they would be. Um, I think they're going to be really good at point guard. I'm curious to see how Christian Lander fits in, but between Xavier Johnson and Rob Finnessy, I think they're going to be deep there. I think they're never they're never going to want for having an experienced guy on the floor to run the team. And I think there's, there's real value in that, especially if you're kind of trying to update some, you know, put some more modern concepts into your offense. Yeah. Um, the, the one big question is is the question that's been for five years in Indiana. is just, can they shoot? And Miller Kopp is there. Um, I think Anthony Leal, we didn't get to see him in the Bahamas. He was in concussion protocol. He's back now. He's fine. I think Anthony Leal can be that kind of player. I think Parker Stewart can obviously be that kind of player. I think he'll even see Indiana challenge maybe some stretch guys like Jordan Geronimo and Ray Thompson. And, of course, I, I think the world of Tamar Bates. I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, sooner rather than later in Indiana, as long as he's healthy, but all the other pieces are there. I just, can they shoot, you know, can they consistently force defenses to stretch them out? Because if you're going to run anything resembling kind of the, the modern sort of NBA inspired offense, whatever you want to call it, you want to call it a dribble drive four out. You want to, you know, you just, anything that involves spacing the floor, high ball screens, attacking downhill and moving the ball to get a defense out of rotation. it, It, like, it feels like the, the way I, I've kind of come to feel about modern, de- modern offense is the goal is to, to make defenders have to stand as far apart from one another as possible. And yeah. Indiana just could not do that the last four or five oh, years. Oh, if you they can't shoot, do it. yeah. I mean, listen, if you can't yeah. shoot, you have you no can, shot. You can have good point guard play, court. but if you're, not, if, you're, if, if you're creating for somebody who's not going to hit the shot, right. it doesn't matter. And I think that's ultimately kind of the, 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 the crucial question about this team. I think they should be good enough to go to the tournament – you know, I think the Big Ten is kind of in this weird sort of phase, which you see conferences hit every three or four years where there's been a lot of talent out the door in kind of a about like a 12-month period. And you probably count on Purdue, Michigan, pace for seven, maybe even eight teams yeah. that could finish in the top eight. And I think Indiana is one of those teams. And I think they're probably dead in the middle of that pack. And so I think they probably should be a tournament team. It's not the toughest non-conference schedule. It's worth pointing out because you do need those opportunities to secure good wins. Um, But if, if they can figure out even just having two or three really reliable shop makers and they stay healthy, um, I think they should be able to hold their own enough in in the conference to make the tournament. And,
0: And if you get momentum, I mean, we've kind of seen it now like Nate Oates at Alabama, Eric Musselman at Arkansas, and those were two completely outside the box hires in, in terms of NATO, it's had no familiarity with the sec or muscleman had been in LSU for like a year. So he's not a guy that again was super familiar with the sec. Um, you get momentum and everything kind of changes quickly. And to me, if this team wins, and gets to the tournament can be a consistent top 25 team, Austin. Then you got that momentum. You got, you got Bates, uh, which was a huge get. I mean, everything I've heard about him has been unbelievably positive, just like all the intangibles plays hard, works hard, um, does all the right things. And I think this team, again, like, as long as, you know, Xavier Johnson, you know, does what he's supposed to do and and, and the chemistry is good. I, I think that's honestly what I'm probably worried about with, with all teams,
4: that have as much turnover as Indiana does this year is the chemistry. Well, what stood out to me when we had Kenya Hunter on our podcast was AJ asked me, said, so we all want this team to shoot better. Are you guys going to shoot better this year? And he looked at him and he was like, of course we're going to have games where we shoot well, but we're going to have games where shots just don't fall. And he said, our job as a coaching staff is to win those games that they don't shoot the ball well in. And so, I think this is going to be a gritty team. I think this team is going to embody its head coach. I think it's going to be a very important uh, couple of weeks at the start of the season to kind of see how Mike Woodson's system is implemented. This team, like it has been the past couple of years, is relatively deep at the guard position. But the question to me, that really hurt this team last year was can you can you keep trace jackson davis from having to play 35 minutes a game and i know there were some comments kenya told us that in the bahamas trace felt better than he ever had felt like he could go the distance of the game more but i think it really hurt indiana having race and trace play 35 38 minutes a game they need to find a way to keep those guys fresh because when the end of the game comes around it's part of the reason indiana struggled closing out a lot of their big games last year all right, we'll we'll finish with
0: with some predictions. All right, Zach, uh, give me give me kind of a prediction of where you think they'll finish in the Big Ten, and uh, I know it's a crapshoot, you know, with the NCAA tournament. If they make it, you know, just what does this season look like in your opinion?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it is a year for maybe a a quieter non conference schedule. You are dealing with, as you said, a, a lot of roster turnover. I think there's especially as long as the big 10 stays at 20 games and, and we'll see what happens with the Alliance and all the, you know, I'm still lobbying for a better name than that first, but, um, uh, as long as the big 10 stays at 20 games, I wouldn't expect Indiana to ever get crazy adventurous with scheduling, but Woodson has been clear, he wants bigger games on the schedule going forward. His message has basically just been, and I'm using this metaphor, not him. Uh, but it, it is what he said. Like I'm not jumping into the deep end of the pool until I'm confident my guys can swim. Um, I think it is a valuable year for that. I think it was a really valuable year for that Bahamas trip. Again, when you talk about team chemistry, like just sending everybody to the beach for a week, basically, and just letting them all just hang out with each other, I think that is, is that what you really did around. too. Is that what you did? Too? Uh, more or less, yeah. I was I wasn't in Atlantis. I was in I was in Nassau, but my ho- my hotel at a private beach, and we just just hung out on the bay the entire time we were there. But um, no, it it. Uh, It's a season that makes sense for kind of easing in a little bit. If they can stay healthy, because that's also been a problem for Indiana the last three or four years. They've had some tough injuries. Guys playing through injuries or guys obviously getting knocked out by injuries. They are going to be very experienced. That's, you know, quietly for a team with a lot of turnover, you're still going to have a lot of guys who played quite a bit of basketball um, on the floor at any given time, whether it's for Indiana or somebody else. If they can just find enough consistency shooting the ball, to be efficient offensively. You don't have to be top 10 or anything like that, but just be efficient because they've already got point guard play figured out. They've already got the big man situation figured out. They're going to have depth down there more than they've probably had in the past. I think you are potentially going to see race Thompson a little bit more versatile than he's been in the past. Then I think they're kind of a six, seven, maybe eight team in the big 10. If the big 10 isn't as good as I think it is, but they wind up being better. Maybe they are top five, you know, maybe they, Maybe it's a it's a season where a couple teams aren't quite as good as we thought, and Indiana kind of bumps up in there. But I think they should be a tournament team. And you know, as you said, it's a crapshoot to kind of know where everybody's going to be in March. But if this team is kind of on an optimal trajectory for where it is come NCAA tournament time, I think they could be a tough out because I think that they're if things work out, not a best case scenario, but kind of a you know a, a better than better than most cases scenario, if that makes sense. Then they're going to be a team that can hurt you a lot of different ways and like woodson's already talking about a 10-man rotation it's clear he's going to treat this kind of like an nba team and we'll see if that shrinks rotations always shrink a little bit as the season goes on but he wants it to be one where he wants guys to feel like on any given night if they're if they're playing well he's going to stick with them and, and if, if they're if, if they're the hot hand he's not going to be afraid to say all right you get 20 we had you for 12 minutes you're getting 20 that kind of thing. And so I, I just, I think it's a team that if it gets, if it can mesh everything together well, it can hurt you a lot of different ways, but new staff, half a new roster still need to, to, to figure out some glaring issues offensively in particular. We need to see that to know that they're going to be able to do it.
0: Austin, I got this team as a lock tournament team. Um, Whoa. I get lock, lock tournament team for me. Uh, again, I just, a lot of what you guys have already said. I mean, listen, um, and they, they've addressed the major need, which was shooting perimeter shooting. And sometimes listen, you, you know, you just need a change. I, I'll be on the record saying, I, I have a hard time with coaches being fired after a year, a COVID year. Okay. I do. I have a really hard time with, with evaluating anybody off a COVID year. Some of the coaches that were going to be fired anyway, that got an extra year. a la Boston College's Jim Christian. He was going to be fired anyway. So the COVID year actually gave him another year. But, you know, I do. And, again, I know the Indiana fan base doesn't like me for saying it because Archie didn't do what he should have done. He didn't. He didn't do as well as any of us thought he'd be. I thought he'd be a great hire at Indiana. That wasn't the case. But, again, I think a COVID year is so hard to evaluate. Uh, But Miller Cop's going to be huge for this team. He's got to shoot better than in the low 30s from three. Has to has to be kind of a 38, 40% three-point shooter, and they got to find a way to get him shots. But I think he's going to be critical. I think Parker Stewart's just going to give him a, a guy who can do a little bit of everything. And we've talked about the other guys. Like Zach said, listen, multiple point guards. It's what everybody wants to play with, and they've got multiple. And so if Rob Bennessy goes down now, it's not a crushing blow where they have nothing else really behind him. So uh, I got him, again, like a, a five-seed in the NCAA tournament. I don't know where they'll go from there, uh, but I think they, they absolutely get in and
4: get in with ease. They need to see their name in the bracket, and I think that's the next step, obviously, for this program. I, I like Miller Kopp, and I like it – I don't know if this is a stretch. And, and again, my my IU knowledge doesn't go back as far as your guys' does, but to me he feels a lot like what Max Bielefeld did for that 2015-16 team. Came in as a transfer, was kind of a stretch guy, could shoot the three ball, had Big Ten experience and made big plays. I think the leadership and the stretching the floor ability of Miller Cop could be really important for this team going forward. And remember, I'm telling you,
0: Parker Stewart played point guard at UT Martin. So that's like a three and a half point guards that you really have in the roster.
3: (laughs) We also saw Tamar Bates a lot like, de- like deliberate, like, like fantasy gets the, to, gets the inbound and hands it to DeMar Bates. Really? Really? For, I mean, p- possessions at a time. I, like, I'm I'm not trying to turn the kid into, you know, the next Jordan or whatever. I really <laughs> think DeMar Bates is going to be really good. And I think Indiana thinks they're going to be able to count on him to do a lot of stuff this year. I don't, you know, I, like, I, I don't think he's like maybe a 16 point scorer or anything like that, but I think he could be the kind of guy that by the end of the year, he's averaging like 12, five and three and a half. Or something I mean, like you know, like he's like he, yeah. You kind of turn around and realize he does a lot of stuff. His plus minus is always good. Wouldn't be shocked if he's starting by the end of the year. I just, I think, I think they think he can be really good. And again, it's just another one of those where, like, I think, I think that we talked so much about the lack of shooting for Indiana in the last few years, and it was obviously a glaring issue. But the other thing that it felt like, like Indiana that never had in part because of that was versatility. Like every everyone I think that you know from Indiana's perspective this is going to be a much more versatile team, a team that's going to throw a lot of different kinds of looks at opponents that maybe they don't expect and a team where they're going to trust like hey, we'll go three guards or we'll go three forwards or we'll you know, we'll do weird stuff because we think that a lot of these guys can fit a lot of different holes.
0: All right, there you have it. Uh, Indiana Hoosiers, my Indiana Hoosiers, and uh, I hope I'm wrong about my quits, and I really do because I, I love him as a guy. And, again, my, my, my thoughts were after they hired him, and, and I said, if he hires a good staff, I think he hired a really good staff that has given him a chance to succeed on the recruiting trail, and it's all about talent. We know that. He uh, retained enough. They've added some, and, and I think they'll continue to add some. So Indiana Hoosiers, again, mark it down ncaa tournament team this year and uh make sure you follow along all the uh, preseason content we have at the field of 68 thanks zach thanks austin we'll talk soon